Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Praise God! God has blessed New Life Community Services. Thank you for every covenantal that has been involved in the work of New Life over the past 20 years. New Life being the hands and the face of Covenant Evangelical Free Church. Thank you for being a blessing to the community, impacting the generations like Daryl and like Madam Young and her family. Many thanks also to all the New Life staff and board members, volunteers, who have faithfully loved the community for Jesus Christ. At this time, I would like to take the opportunity to appreciate Felix Wong, who has served as New Life Executive Director since January 2019. As of 31st December 2020, Felix will be stepping down as the work the Lord has caught him has been completed. We would like to thank and appreciate Felix for being so faithful in answering God's call to serve a new life. It is also my pleasure to announce that Steve Korn, whom you just saw earlier in today's online service and who is also currently the Deputy Executive Director, will take over as the Executive Director of New Life Community Services we effect from 1st January 2021. Praise the Lord. New Life is committed to impact the generations in the community. So too is the church. We desire to impact the generations for Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Our loving, faithful Father God, Thank you for your faithfulness over this generation. We ask, Lord, you will speak to us that this generation may lift not only for ourselves, but also to impact and influence generations for your kingdom and your glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Pause with me and think about some of the greatest impact in your life. It is unlikely to be an activity or a program that comes to your mind. But rather, it was likely a person who left a deep impression and an unforgettable impact in your life. It is people who will impact people. It is people who will disciple people. It is transform lives that will transform lives. Even though Moses had led God's people for 40 years, in the wilderness. God told Moses that he would not be permitted to enter the promised land. Before Moses handed over the leadership to Joshua, he would deliver his most visionary and passionate speech to the people of Israel. In essence, Moses told the people that if they were to make any impact and any change to the current generation and generations thereafter, there were three fundamental calls to obey. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 12. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, 
the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that He swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. And when you eat and are full, then take care, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. We impact generations for God when we obey three fundamental calls in the light of God's Word today. A call to be real, a call to be rooted, and a call to remember. A call to be real. We remind generations to love and obey God. Verse 4 to 5 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Verse 4 is called the great Shema confession of faith from the Hebrew word hear. And this is the central tenet of Judaism, the classic Hebrew confession of faith recited daily by devout Jews describing Yahweh and only Yahweh as the one and true living God and the object of our worship. Interestingly, this was also quoted by Mark in his gospel preached by Reverend Edmund Chan last Sunday from Mark chapter 12. And the idea of loving God with all your heart, soul and might is a wholehearted devotion love for God where every arena of our being is consumed with and subservient to this great quest of loving God. Our love for God is a response to the unconditional love of God. It is entering into a real and personal relationship with God through saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And like any relationship, it is deepened and nourished by spending time alone with the Lord each day through His Word. Knowing and loving God is the foundation for impacting generations. John Lipka, an Anglican priest, put it like this, What God most wants from us is our love. We often think God demands a hundred other things from us. Our money, our time, our effort, our will, our submission and so forth. But what God really wants is our love. When we really love the Lord with all our heart, soul and mind, then everything else is freely given to the Lord. 
If we give the Lord all the rest, money, time, effort, will, and so forth, without giving God our love, it is all wasted and perhaps all is lost. A real love for God always results in obedience to His Word. That is why Jesus said in John 14, 21, Whoever has my commandments and keep them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. The first aspect of our Christian life that people closest to us look for is whether we love and obey God. They want to see a consistent, committed and consecrated pursuit of God. If not, our Christian faith lacks credibility. Loving one another in the home the way God desires is needed from generation to generation. Loving others with God's love is needed from generation to generation. Faithfully attending church is needed from generation to generation. Keeping a daily devotional time with the Lord in the Word and in prayer is needed from generation to generation. Faithfully giving our tithes and offering and being generous and kind to others is needed from generation to generation. If we are serious about impacting generations for God, be real in our walk and relationship with God. Model redemption, not perfection. To be real about our own struggles, willing to confess our sins to God and to ask for forgiveness. Our real relationship with Christ makes a difference and is infectious and contagious. During this global pandemic, one of the key convictions that hold us in the year of greater discipleship is taking our personal discipleship deeper with God. Three things I do to get real with God daily. Prepare. I prepare my heart to meet God. I acknowledge and confess my sins before God, knowing that He forgives. Plan. I plan to read the Bible every day believing that it can change the rest of my days. What Bible plan can you use? Our church daily devotional is a very good way to systematically grow deep in a book of the Bible each year. And you can add on with other Bible reading plans to include a chapter of Old Testament and New Testament each day. Whatever Bible reading plan you use, the most important thing is to carve out that time daily in His Word. Pray. I end the time with God in prayer. God has given us a direct line to Him 24-7 through prayer. And prayer is so much more than simply asking God for things that we want, but to tell God about our hopes and our fears, saying thank you for all He has done for us and to ask for guidance and help in life. Spending real time with God is simple, but it can change your life greater and deeper than any other ways. Get real with God today. Your commitment to love 
and obey the Lord will inspire generations to follow. You cannot pass on to generations what you do not possess. The first way to impact generations for God is to be real. The second call is to be rooted. And here we remind ourselves to be word-centered. Verse 6 to 9 reads, And these words that I command you today shall be on your hearts. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Verse 6, these words refer to the law, the statutes, the command, the judgment, the testimony, the promise and the precepts of God. Our love for God and our obedience to God is not airy-fairy but firmly rooted in His Word, in the diligent keeping and faithful obedience to His Word. You shall teach them diligently, literally means to send God's Word like a sharp weapon piercing deeply so as to have an effect on the next generation. God's Word is so vital in life that it comes to you from every anger and applicable in every situation. When you walk by the way, it's speaking the Word of God about His beauty, about His creation, about His ways as we take a morning trip with your kids to school, a walk with your neighbour to supermarket, or even an evening family outing. When you lie down, points to the bedtime opportunity to speak with the next generation about their concerns and pray God's word over them. When you rise up, opens up yet another opportunity to start the day right with the Lord. Focus on God's blessing and a cheerful heart instead of being grumpy in the morning. The Hebrew takes verses 8 to 9 literally. Binding God's command on your hand is to teach generation God's way by acting upon God's word. Putting God's word on your forehead means that our thoughts and our attitude should communicate God's truth. Putting them on the doorpost points to the home as a setting for teaching God's truth. The gate points to discussing social, national and even international events with the next generation from God's perspective in His Word. In other words, God's Word is to be central in your life all the time. Every real-life situation should be filtered, interpreted and permeated with God's Word. During this global pandemic, God has not only taken our personal discipleship deeper, but also our family discipleship higher. Continue to take the time to sit down in your house to talk with your family about God's Word with the television and social media off. Before or after meal, use the time to read a portion of the Bible and spend a few minutes in prayer together. If the children are young, keep the reading of the Bible short and use the stories in the Bible. A special word to all parents, uncles and aunties, 
especially the men and husbands and fathers who are the spiritual head of the family, the children and the youth ministry in the church are no substitutes for family discipleship in God's Word. Just because children are born in a Christian family or they show up at church online or on-site does not make them Christians and disciples. When your child asks about spiritual things, some may say, go ask your mother or go SMS your disciple makers, DMKs, or go call your pastor. We have the opportunity to explain God's great deliverance for His people in Exodus as a picture of God's redemption at the cross in the New Testament to our children. As a father, many times I meet, I don't know, and I don't always have the answer to God's Word. But I will find out the answer from the Word or even from others. God's Word and even His commands are always for our good. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 24 says, And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God, for our good always, that He might preserve us alive as we are this day. Each generation wants to see, both from our life and from our teaching, that the Bible applies to every aspect of life in how we think and how we act, from the most private to the most public aspect of our lives. Impact a generation by rooting the generation and beyond in God's Word because Christianity is only one generation away from extinction. The word hand by the navigators helped me to be rooted in God's Word here, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of Christ. Hearing the Word provides insight and stimulates hunger for the Word. Read Revelations 1, verse 3. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words. Reading the Bible gives an overall picture of God's Word. Study Acts 17, 11 examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Studying the scriptures leads to discovery of God's truth. Memorize Psalms 119 verse 11. I have stored up your word in my heart. Memorizing God's word enables us to overcome sin, Satan and temptation. Meditate. Psalms 1 verse 2, on his law, he meditates day and night. As you meditate on God's word by reflecting its meaning and application in your life, you will experience the transforming power of God's word. Today, will you make a fresh and personal commitment to be rooted in God's word? Hear, read, study, Memorize and meditate God's Word so that you might finally obey His Word. The first call to impact generations for God is to be real. The second call is to be rooted in God's Word. And the final call is to remember. And here we remind them to remember God's faithfulness. 
verses 10 to 12, And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that He swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all the good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. And when you eat and are full, then take care lest you forget the Lord, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Moses warned Israel of the spiritual danger of drifting into the ways of the world when they settle into the promised land, when they become satisfied with the comfortable life, with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant, and when you eat and are full. Notice the refrain, you did not, you did not, you did not, you did not. And when you eat, you are full. In a time of plenty, pleasure and prosperity, it is easy to forget the Lord, your maker and your provider. And here is an important safeguard for ourselves and the generations beyond. Remember, take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the house of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, verse 12. The Old Testament festivals were commemorated by God's people so that they might remember who God is and what God has done for them. For example, the festival of Passover. They remember when God spared the firstborn children in Egypt and freed the Jews from slavery. It reminded the people of God's deliverance. The festival of unleavened bread reminded the people that they were leaving the old life behind and entering a new way of living. The festival of first fruits, which is the first crops of barley harvest, reminded the people of God's provision. The festival of Pentecost, which is the end of barley harvest and the beginning of the wheat harvest, reminded the people to be joyful and thankful for the bountiful harvest. The construction, be careful lest you forget, may sound strange in English. But in the Hebrew language, it is a way of emphasizing the importance of not forgetting. Pay full attention. Because we do suffer from spiritual amnesia. We forget God. Moses warned the people of Israel many times to remember. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. Only take care, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 23. Take care lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 12. Take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and statutes. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 14. Then your heart be lifted up. And you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, 
out of the house of slavery. Lest you forget. Here are three ways to remember. Record. Journal your journey with God. A scripture highlighted as you pray for a job or financial need in your life. Record the date of answered prayer. Record what God is saying to you. Two, reflect. Reflect on God's dealings, miracles, goodness, faithfulness, and supernatural intervention in your life. Three, retell. Every generation needs to hear us retell our God stories of how God delivered you, met you, provided for you, seen you through, and blessed you. God has richly blessed New Life Community Services all these 20 years with a few pioneers who came together with their skill sets to serve the community. New Life programs and services were birthed as God enabled the staff, the board, and volunteers to serve the community. There was a prayer that New Life will one day become a household name in Bukit Panjang community. Little did we expect New Life to grow beyond Bukit Panjang to Woodlands, Junction 10 and Wood Square and one day at East 2. Record, reflect and retell to remember lest we forget the Lord. To impact the generations for God, there are three fundamental calls to lay hold of. The call to be real where we remind ourselves and generations to love and obey God. The call to be rooted, where we remind ourselves and generations to be word-centered. And finally, the call to remember, where we remind ourselves and generations to remember God's faithfulness. During World War II, Winston Churchill warned his countrymen that huge sacrifices would be necessary to protect their country from the invaders from across the channel. Let us therefore brace ourselves to our duties and so bear ourselves that if the British Empire and its commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will still say this was their finest hour. They have not made it a thousand years yet but there was still one of Britain's finest hour. Friends, are you willing to impact generations for God? If yes, this will be your finest hour in making a difference and impact in your generations and beyond. Let's pray. Father God, we live in unprecedented times. Help us see the urgency of living to impact generations for God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bound, you know, many people say they believe Jesus as the divine Son of God, sent from heaven to save us from our sins. And yet one thing is still missing, and there is commitment. They believe in their minds, but have never personally committed themselves to Christ and invited Him to come into their lives to change them to impact them and to make them part of His spiritual family. If today you would like to receive Jesus Christ by faith, pray this simple prayer in your heart. Dear Lord, 
I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I believe Jesus died for my sins on the cross and rose again the third day. I repent of my sins. By faith, I receive the Lord Jesus as my Saviour and the forgiveness of all my sins through His precious blood. Thank you, dear Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you have prayed this simple prayer, God heard you and saved you from your sin. I personally want to welcome you to the family of God and rejoice with you. Please scan the QR code on the screen. Let's pray together. Father God, we rejoice in this whom you have caught to your spiritual family and kingdom. We pray they will continue to seek your kingdom and righteousness first, looking always to Jesus, the author and perfecter of their faith. We pray for a generation that will encourage, challenge and spur one another in love to be real, rooted and remember your faithfulness throughout generations. Be at mighty work in our present generation and beyond to complete what you have begun. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven from generation to generation. In Jesus' name, Amen. From generation to another generation We will tell the world the wonders of your words And every knee will bow and tongue will shout your name For you are God of the universe We will rise to Yeah.
Here are two reflection questions for you and your family and small group to discuss. Question one, in impacting generations for God, which core, real, rooted, remember, speaks to you the most and why? Question two, what is one thing you must do to grow in one of these aspects? And now would you lift up your hands as we receive the benediction from the Lord. And now to Him who is the great I Am, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of all generations. May generations know the true and living God in a real way that they love and obey you, be rooted in the Word to serve you and dwell in your house forever and remember your faithfulness, righteousness, truth and your salvation that endures forever from generation to generations. Amen. We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811 or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.